Hey beautiful, how do you know if you are actually healing from the trauma that's been brought into your life due to your husband's infidelity or are you actually avoiding the trauma? How do you know the difference? There is this fine line and some of you may actually think, well I'm actually healing, I'm actually doing pretty well when the truth is you're actually avoiding the trauma. Today, I want to give you five different ways that you are going to be able to know whether or not these are five signs of you are actually avoiding the trauma versus actually healing from the trauma. And then I'm going to give you a few ways to step into some actual healing modalities. Stay tuned. Hey, beautiful. Welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her, must have been my fault and this pain, it'll never go away until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Welcome back to the show, beautiful. You know, sometimes it is a fine line that we walk when it comes to healing from betrayal trauma we actually think we're doing very very well when in the reality is we're actually avoiding the trauma altogether and we might not recognize it that was me early on in my healing journey i actually started some avoidant behavior and didn't recognize it at first and it actually hindered me and and sent me to a hospital later on and i want you to avoid that at all cost i want you to not go down the same road i did so today i'm going to do a short episode on how to know whether you're healing your trauma or you're avoiding your trauma. Now I said that I was going to give you five signs that you are actually avoiding it. So grab your pen and paper. This is going to really help you. And then I'm going to come back and tell you how you can actually start to move into the healing process. So the very first sign that you actually 
can see that will be a telltale sign that you're avoiding the trauma instead of actually healing from it is you are staying stuck in distractions. You are using everything and anything to distract yourself from actually doing recovery work. Maybe that is distractions where you're scrolling for endless hours on social media. We do it as a way to just numb out our brain so we don't have to think about anything, right? We're distracted by all of the different posts on social media, everybody else's highlight real life that we see because we know that not everything on social media is true. I hope you know that. <laughs> and then maybe for you, it's binging on Netflix or Hulu where you're like, you know, my brain can't process anything right now. I just need to sit and watch like two days worth of Yellowstone. Never seen it, but I hear that a lot of people watch it. But that's where you do a marathon, right? Or a friends binging. You're watching all of the seasons of friends and you're giggling and crying through all of the episodes. But whatever it is for you, you are using it as a way of distraction. You're distracting your mind, you're distracting your body from actually doing the recovery work that you need to do. Because in the back of your mind, you're like, that's too hard. I don't want to face it. I'd rather not go there. So I'm going to numb out and distract myself. So you stay stuck in it. That is a number one telltale sign. Number two is this. You are involved in lots of busyness. You stay busy at all costs. You're doing this to stay ahead of the game. You are staying ahead of the trauma. You know it's lurking right behind you. It's breathing down your neck all the time, but you're staying very, very busy. Maybe you're constantly working out at the gym for two or three hours. Uh, for me, I got into this run marathon where I was running and running and running and running. I was keeping myself busy and I literally was trying to run from the situation. I really was. Maybe for you, you have taken up a hobby that now has become all-consuming. You are doing it every waking hour. And the reason why, once again, is it keeps you busy. So you're involved in all of this busy work that keeps you from actually turning around and facing the trauma that is breathing down your neck that is saying, you need to acknowledge me, you need to face me, and your body's crying out saying, and you need to heal me from this stuff. You're too busy. Stop it. So that is a telltale sign, beautiful. Number three is you've gotten caught up in being a workaholic. Oh my gosh. Was I ever a workaholic? I went into 80, 90 hour work weeks during my year separation threw myself into work. I was there before the sun came up and I stayed until after the sun would set. I was working all the time. I worked on every new project. I took on every little thing that I could at work. All the extracurricular stuff. I made sure I was at work all the time. Why? Because while I was at work, I was able to push aside the trauma. I was able to push aside the reality of my husband's infidelity. I kept myself 
working constantly so that I wouldn't have to face it. Beautiful. This is dangerous. I mean, I worked myself into a frenzy to where my heart got stressed, my body was overtaxed, my adrenals were completely shut down and shot, my um, my cortisol was through the roof, and I ended up in a four-day cardiac stay in the hospital. This is serious. Like we can work ourselves into oblivion, work ourselves into an autoimmune disorder. We can work ourselves into a hospital stay, work ourselves into being so sick, fibromyalgia and other kinds of things. Yes, the body keeps the score. Your body and your mind have been traumatized due to his infidelity, due to the betrayal. So your body and mind's crying out for relief. They are crying out to have this trauma released, to get healing and wholeness. And when we start doing all of these things, working ourselves to death, we're just adding to the equation. We're making it absolutely worse for ourselves. So that is another telltale sign. Another one is where we are self-medicating. Now, hear me out on this. I'm not just talking about, you know, over-the-counter drugs or prescription drugs or even alcohol. Beautiful. It could be that you're self-medicating on food. Yeah. You could be binge eating, you could be eating all the chocolate, or you could just be eating everything that you can get your hands on. Or maybe you're self-medicating through other means. Um, maybe you are running yourself to death, right? That is your dopamine fix. Anything that causes your dopamine to kick into gear so that you have a numbing effect is self-medication. What is that for you? I really want you to stop, take an assessment, and think about it for a moment. What is giving you the dopamine fix right now? And for some of you, I, I, I dare say, it's like being on the party scene. You might be out going dancing with the girlfriends or going out with, you know, who knows who. Um, maybe you've even crossed over your own boundaries and you have crossed over to your own affair. This is a dangerous place to be. It's self-medicating and it's not healing. It's actually keeping you stuck in the trauma because you're avoiding the trauma by self-medicating. So this is where you stop and you take a self-assessment. Get real with yourself, beautiful. Find out what it is so you can put a stop to it and stop it very quickly. The next one and the fifth one is that you're actually trying to fix everyone else's problems but your own. You become this fix-it. You're like, you hear someone else's problems and you're like, honey, let me help you with that. Let me tell you how you can do this, that, and the other. You seek to help everyone else with their own issues, but you're not willing to attend to your own. This is a telltale sign that you are strictly avoiding your own trauma because you don't want to face it. Beautiful, it's crucial. You've got to come face to face with it. So now that you know the five signs of you are actually avoiding your trauma, well, how do you start healing from your trauma? I want to give you four short ways to start that journey. 
Now, beautiful, the very first thing is to decide that you're going to move forward into your healing journey. Basically, you are choosing you. You are making the conscious choice, the decision to move into your healing journey. No longer is it going to be about everyone else. No longer are you going to be reaching out to people to try to fix their problems. You're going to actually say, you know what? I'm important and it's time for me. I deserve better in my life. And you make a conscious decision to start working on your own recovery and to start to get healthy again. That's number one. Number two is you get back to basics. Now, this is very simple, very simplistic. And some people are like, Lisa, that sounds way too easy. But it really isn't. It is a conscious decision to go back to the basics. What are the basics? Well, this is where we look at our nutrition because I know you're not eating well. If you're in the first throes of this, one of the very first things to go is you're eating. You stop eating. You don't sleep well. You don't really take care of yourself because you're in survival mode. So one of the very first things you want to do is to go back to the basics and start to eat healthy again. This is where you are going to not always indulge on all the comfort foods, all the chocolate and the potato chips and the cakes and the cookies and all of those things. No, no, stay away from the processed food and eat live food that is going to give your body the nutrition it needs. Now, some of you might say, well, Lisa, I don't have an appetite. As a matter of fact, when I think about eating, it kind of makes me nauseous. Well, then beautiful graze, graze throughout the day. You might only be able to get, you know, five or six blueberries in first thing in the morning. Eat them. Later on, it might be a half a banana. Later on, it might be one boiled egg. Whatever you can get in, but make sure that you're eating healthy food that gives your body the nutrients that it's starving for. Another thing is to drink. Make sure that you're not drinking sodas and stuff like that, empty sugar, but drink uh, good infused fruit waters. Maybe it's bubbly water for you. Make sure you're getting adequate amounts of water so your body can stay hydrated. Yes, you can have your coffee. And as a matter of fact, add a little extra creamer or your plant-based milks to your coffee because you need a little extra calories right now. You know, the brain actually needs healthy sugars to operate and your brain's been hijacked. It's on survival mode. So give it a little extra calories so that it can operate properly. The next thing is adequate sleep. Beautiful. You might need catnap right now, but your body needs adequate rest. So make sure you're sleeping and then make sure you're taking your showers. Now, I know some of you probably giggled when I said that, but some of us just want to lay in bed with the covers placed over our heads and we don't want to move. Well, the reality is this. You need to shower. You need to take care of yourself, right? Um, you're being busy for everybody else. You are staying in distractive mode. So you're scrolling social media all the time, maybe self-medicating, being a workaholic, all of those things. Slow down, take a shower and take care of you. Now, the next thing on the list, number three, is to slow down. 
beautiful. You're going at 150 miles an hour right now so that you can stay ahead of the trauma and not actually face it. Well, in order for you to heal, you're going to have to slow down and you're going to have to face the trauma so that you can heal from it. That might mean to take a day off from work. Now, if you're a workaholic like I was, that's going to be a little difficult, but it's crucial. Take a day off. If you can't take a whole day off, take a couple of half days. Do a spa day. Make sure that you're getting away with some friends and having coffee dates or lunch dates. Or you're going to your favorite park and just sitting and soaking in the beautiful sunlight right now. Beach days are great. Maybe the pool day, right? But slow down. Take in the beautiful creation that God's given to you. Walk in nature. Take your shoes off and walk outside in the grass. Ground yourself in his nature. Slowing down and learning how to breathe again is crucial for your healing process. And number four is this. Hire a good trauma-informed coach. Beautiful, you can't journey through betrayal trauma alone. You can't heal alone. It does take someone guiding you through the process. Now, I am was a pastoral counselor for many, many years and a coach myself. And I hired a coach and a counselor. I knew that I couldn't coach myself through my own trauma. I needed someone to guide me along the way. So I hired one. Someone who is trauma-informed. They've been there. They know the ins and outs. They know the tried and true proven things that work to get you through. Techniques to help your body release the trauma. They know techniques to help you rewire your brain to get back on the right track so that you can heal and rediscover who you are and learn to love life again. And if you really are needing that right now, then reach out to me. In the show notes, I have a free consult and a fair recovery consult. We hop on for about 20 minutes on a Google Meet We find out where you are in the process, where you desire to be, and we design a personalized plan just for you so that you can get out of the drudgery of the trauma of the betrayal and you can start to heal and enjoy life again. Proven strategies that work and beautiful, I would be honored to help guide you through that process. So click the link below. I've got a few spots left for the summer. They're going quickly. So grab yours while you can. So beautiful, listen, don't avoid the trauma. The longer that you deny and avoid this trauma, it is going to chase you down for years to come. I have women that have been dealing with this for 10 plus years. And they're like, why didn't I do this sooner? You're worth it. And you can start your healing journey today. Stop the distraction. Stop the avoidance. Stop the workaholic. Stop being too busy. Stop helping everybody else. And realize your own worth. Realize that you deserve to be healed. You deserve to love life again. And you deserve to heal once and for all, to become this beautiful, vivacious, joy-filled woman that God created you to be. And I would love to help you along the journey. 
So click your your link below in the show notes and let's get you started. Beautiful. I've got another great podcast interview that's going to be coming up this Friday. Make sure to set your alarm so that you can listen to that one that's coming up. It's a great one. I'm actually interviewing a therapist that's going to help us to really learn what grief is, how to start processing grief, and to move through the betrayal process. She is from Affair Recovery, and she's got a lot of great nuggets to glean from. So stay tuned for Friday's broadcast. Until then, remember, beautiful, you are worth being loved. You are worth being loyal to, and you are worthy of all things. Be blessed. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.